All right, shall we do this? Welcome to the worst timeline, everyone. Right? Is that what we're calling that, it? Yeah, that's what that is the name. This is the worst timeline. I'm your host, Evie, and with me, as always, my co host, AP, the Asian perspective from the lovely place of America. Lovely place of America versus the uh, not so lovely place of Israel. Why the fuck are there so many people protesting? Like, what's going on? Is your whole country going to come to an end this year? It certainly appears like 2023 is not looking good for Israel. Uh, So-called only democracy in the Middle East, not for much longer. Okay, so you might know that we have this prime minister named Benjamin Netanyahu, who is currently on trial for bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. I mean, wait, is there no like rules preventing like a criminal or somebody in the middle of criminal proceedings from running for elected office like that seems like something that should disqualify somebody automatically israel not so smart apparently it does not have any of those rules i don't think that most people even in israel let alone around the world really understand the gravity of what's happening because you know there's so much false information out there there's so much just blatant lies and propaganda so here's what's happening benjamin netanyahu is the current prime minister he is up to his neck in legal problems he's on trial for fraud breach of trust and bribery he wants to get out of his trial. And in order to do that, he's decided to put together a coalition government of the most right-wing, extreme, criminal, and religious people. And together, they are now working on what they're calling a judicial reform. But the reform, according to the Supreme Court president, and according to literally everybody else who knows anything about the law, economics, they're understanding that this is not a reform of any kind. It's not going to fix anything. But it will turn Israel from a democracy into a dictatorship, which will give them unlimited power. And I mean unlimited to do absolutely everything, including erase basic human rights basically crush the economy because nobody's going to stay here and nobody's going to invest in this country anymore when there's no court system to protect their um, their assets. You know, women's rights, Arab ri- Arabs rights, minorities, LGBTQ, forget it. It's all going to be wiped away and gone. In fact, the largest religious party named Shas is now trying to pass a law that anyone, meaning women, who are dressed immodestly at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem or are caught praying in a non-gender segregated way, get to go to jail for six months. So there's that. I mean, jail almost sounds not much worse than the situation being out of jail over there. That is the direction we're going in. I mean, the court thing, like, um, okay, it's funny because when like they talk about it here and they have like interviews with him, he makes it sound like the current court system with the judges and whatnot is half the problem with the economy because all the bureaucracy bureaucracy with like just getting stuff done business-wise and stuff getting approved and he says like they're the reason the economy's been bad in Israel and like that's why that's his rationale for wanting to get rid of them or change it out or whatever they're doing but he's yeah that's called that's called a lie right and so it's funny that it's almost so obvious what he's trying to do I don't know how he gets away with it like you said it should be obvious but you know most people unfortunately, are either brainwashed and kind of believe him or are just kind of naive and, and you know, want to want to believe the best about people. And there's so much disinformation out there that who do you trust? How, how can you possibly know? Like, unless the you actually do the research not the politicians. I mean, you would think, right? Particularly ones that are convicted criminals, perhaps yeah. you would maybe stop and question what they're saying. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It never ceases to amaze me just like how much these people get away with when it's like all out in the open, right? you know, for everybody to see and like just no one gives enough of a shit. Or I think maybe people assume like other people take care of it or I don't know, like no one seems to ever 
proactively try to deal with these things, and then they get stuck with the worst governments and dictatorships in the world. <laughs> I really just do not comprehend how people don't bother to do their own research. And I mean just minimal, like, oh, Google, how do judges get selected in Israel? Him and his entire propaganda machine are trying to say that judges select themselves in dark rooms with no protocols, which is just complete bullshit. For the past 70 years, which is almost as long as this country has been around, there's been a judge selection committee. Its composition was agreed on by both the opposition and the coalition at the time. And everybody was like, yeah, we need to make sure that our judges are non-biased, you know, non-partisan and independent. Otherwise, it's not really a judicial system. That's just like, yes, men. And that is that is literally what a dictatorship is. So basically, right now, the committee is made up of nine people, three judges, four politicians, and then the rest of them are lawyers from the Bar Association. And you need seven out of nine majority to select a Supreme Court judge or five out of nine for the other courts. So right now, both the government and the judges kind of have veto power because there's either three or four of them. So they can all just say no and, and a judge won't get selected. Right. But what the government is trying to do now is to make it an 11 person committee and have a vast majority for politicians. So literally, literally politicizing the judge appointments, which, by the way, is going to be the same judge that's going to be, you know, presiding over Netanyahu's case. So he's literally choosing his own judge right now. I mean, how insane is that? And how can you possibly pretend that that's not dictatorship material? No, what they're going to get is like, I guess they're going to try to pass these dictatorship laws, like to give them full power. Are there not like different branches of government like we have here that separate the powers? Over there. You would think that. So here's the thing. So you guys have like three very distinct, you know, legislative, executive, and judicial. Yeah. Here, unfortunately, the legislative and the, and the uh, executive are pretty much the same. So the government and the parliament, which in this case for us is the government and the Knesset, are pretty much entangled together. So that's kind of one thing. And then the only other branch, which is supposed to give all the uh, checks and balances, is a judicial system. And, and so that, is, that is exactly why, exactly. That's why they're number one on the chopping block. Exactly. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, it's insane. I'm trying to tell you. Like, I just don't understand. Like, people do not understand or do not comprehend how crazy and, and just like unreasonable this all is. So today was an insane and historic day where... Over 500,000 people throughout the day came out and protested in Jerusalem mostly, but also around the country against the dictatorial laws that the government of Israel is now advancing. Today was the first day when they actually tried to legislate and pass the first dictatorial law, which changes the composition of the committee of judge selection. I mean, that sounds crazy, but at the same time, it's like they sort of do that here, too, and pick their own Supreme Court justices in America. So, I mean, I feel like that's kind of somewhat expected in a way. That's true. But you guys have a fuck ton of checks and balances that keep everyone in the realm of democracy. Whereas here, our legislative and executive branch are smooshed together. It's the Knesset, and the, which is the parliament, and the government, which kind of work together. And then the only other power, which is hopefully the one that can put the brakes on the uh, illegal stuff going on, is the judiciary. And right now, their target is is the judiciary. They're trying to rip it up. They're trying to take away all of its power and give the government and themselves unlimited power to pass or cancel any law they want. They'll basically have the power to cancel all human rights 
all my minority rights, all women's rights, anything you could possibly think of. They can pass a law saying that they're allowed to seize your assets. They're trying to pass a law on Wednesday, very shortly, that'll give them that power. So the judiciary is the only thing that keeps anybody in check. But they can't even themselves prevent this from happening? That's that's the problem right now. But what's amazing is that so many people took to the streets, came out and protested. Today was a day of strike. People went on strike today. And this is the first time in the history of the country in 75 years that anything of this magnitude has taken place. The civil resistance is just amazing. I'm I'm so proud of these people that they really just came out there, you know, the massive number of flags and signs and just support and outpouring of of caring about democracy. And this is in spite of the entire media and all of the politicians kind of hiding and lying about this and just dis or misinforming the public about everything that's going on. For the longest time, like during the uh, election campaign, they all pretended that this wasn't going to happen. They just pretended that this was lies. They kind of just shut up about it. The media didn't say a word. And so in spite of that, thank goodness, there are a large number of, uh, of citizens who understood and could read between the lines and could see what was going on and really put together this amazing, just really amazing movement. Now, as far as like the media there, like do you guys have the same issue we have here where like all the media just kind of sticks to the same narrative, like they kind of work together and like just to kind of push a certain type of propaganda for the government? Or is there like actually any independent news sources there that are like credible and somewhat mainstream? So we have three main channels, 11, 12 and 13. And uh, 14, it's actually Bibi's channel. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically Fox News slash OAN on steroids, only the Hebrew version. Oh, um, but 11 and, yeah, so Channel 11 is like the public broadcasting station, which is really amazing. They not only have relatively like the most balanced news out there in the country, but also they have really in-depth, top quality documentaries. They have TV shows. They really are world-class. And of course, the Netanyahu government is attempting and working towards canceling it and dismantling it because as they literally said, what good is a news source if we don't control it? This is a literal quote of one of his government members. Yeah, they are not shy about saying these things. The other stations are unfortunately heavy, heavy right-leaning. They are literally the reason that the ultra right-wing conservative religious parties have gathered or gained so much power and that they're now in the government because the parties that are in uh, Netanyahu's coalition government up until just several months ago he refused to be photographed with them that's how far fringe extremists they were and he realized that he wouldn't be able to put together a coalition government with the government without them so he literally just like had the media bring them on 24 7 give them all these puff pieces and just legitimize them even though these are convicted criminals, incitement to racism and supporting jurist terrorist organizations. Like these are these are bad dudes. Can't get around that. Right. Well that's not good. So no, it's not great. So anyway, so channels twelve and thirteen suffer from what we like to call propaganda well, the, the word in Hebrew is shofarot. Shofar is like that ram horn that you kind of blow in. <laughs> so they just kind of keep blowing the same thing. So they all read from these papers that they're handed by, obviously, like Netanyahu and his people. It's just, yeah, they just repeat the same propaganda on all media formats, social media, TV, radio. It doesn't matter what it is. It's usually spins. None of it is true. You know how it works. Right. Lots of gaslighting. But really, I, I really, I'm just, I was so impressed by the vast amount of people that came out and protested today. And what's really amazing, number one, is that there's no violence. You know, there was, so far, the police haven't, 
had to really step in or do anything because these people are unbelievably well behaved. Their goal is not to be violent. They're not vandalizing anything. They're not causing any trouble. They're literally using their democratic rights to protest against these illegal dictatorial moves. I mean, they're literally trying to take away democracy from from the people. And number two, what I absolutely loved, kind of like in America, you know how like the right wing has co-opted the flag? Mm-hmm. And when you see people with flags, you're like, uh-oh, that's like red hats and MAGA and whatever. <laughs> that's exactly. So, that's so weird. Well, like, you just have pride in your nation. You're going to be like labeled automatically as like, the right wing no matter what. I here. know. <laughs> exactly. So that kind of happened here. And I was so happy to see that ever since the first protest, the first mass protest a few weeks ago, they just flooded, flooded the place with tens of thousands of flags. And so now it's like, yeah, the flags belong to everyone. They're not yours alone. We, we served in the military. We fought all the wars. This is our land and our country and our home. This is my flag. That was a really cool move, I think. That is cool. Anyone who does not want to live in a tyrannical dictatorship is, you know, carrying the flag. And I think that's wonderful and excellent. And that's, I think, part of what's so important is that this, um, this protest is not about right or left. It's about anyone who cares about morals, corruption, does not want corruption, does not agree with corruption or criminals in the government. And understands that freedom <laughs> above everything is is what you need to fight for. And it's it's awesome that you guys are like actually like um, doing this in a very peaceful fashion. But I wonder, you know, if things do not go as as hope, do you think it will turn violent on behalf of the protesters? Do you think they're willing to take it that far to fight for their country? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I really, really hope it doesn't come to that. I think it unfortunately will definitely come to that. <laughs> So just today, the um, mayor of Tel Aviv said, you don't replace dictators with a ballot. Right. Dictatorships throughout history, the only way they have fallen is through a lot of bloodshed. And it's, you know, this is an obvious historical fact, but him saying that has gotten him, like the media, or not the media, the the minister of, well, we call her the propaganda minister. She calls herself the information minister. Um, Tomato, tomato. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So she already came out with a declaration saying that uh, the police has to arrest him and investigate him because by saying that he's the one that's inciting to murder and violence and all this other shit. And it's like, lady, this is a fucking historical fact. Like, I know facts and truth. Those are not concepts you're familiar with, but they exist. And the majority of sane people are into those things. Yeah, that's He's like inciting murder. That's like a, putting a lot of words in his mouth right there. <laughs> yeah. This is the level we're dealing with. I mean, she's not the only one, you know. They are spewing poison all over the place. Hopefully it doesn't have to come down to too much violence. But yeah, I I do fear that that would be or would have to be the case for any tyranny to be uh, defeated here. Yeah, it's going to be really, really bad when it gets to be to that point. So, so far, the high tech industry, which is the largest, most financially successful industry in the country, that carries, I think, 40% of the market oh, wow. <laughs> or revenue in the country or something. A fuck ton of companies have already taken all their money outside of Israel and are already saying, like, we're not going to have more investments in here. Intel has put off investing again in Israel. Like, you know, big companies, huge corporations, many startups, they're not dumb. E- economists know exactly what's going on, and economists and investors are certainly not going to invest in a fucking dictatorship where there is no strong Supreme Court that they can protect their assets. I mean, if their assets can be taken away by the government, they're just not going to put their money there, obviously. I mean, how far away are they from being able to just, like, freeze all the assets from being able to leave? Like, are That's people a good taking question. The, are people taking out their money, like, from banks and stuff, like, right now? And I mean, 
I feel like. Yeah. So I don't know if this is including private citizens, but the estimate is that four billion dollars have been taken out of Israel in the last three weeks alone. But also, you know, the other problem is most people can't just go to another country and open an account unless you have citizenship there. I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but I think that's, you know, that's going to be a problem for the citizens that don't have a second passport and that don't have another language and that don't have a career that can easily take them elsewhere. So they're they're going to be stuck here and it's going to be extra shitty for them. I feel like this is another good use case for, um, I mean, cryptocurrency. It's like government can't seize that, you know. That's true, but you still need, at this point, you still need some knowledge that not everybody has uh, yeah. to be able to even get involved in that world. Well, I hope people with money at least are uh, finding some ways to get their money out of the country before it's too late. Because I, yeah, you know, it's like, I, 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 I think there's, they know what they're doing. <laughs> I would hope so. That's a, a scary thing to have to even like worry about that your government will just kind of seize control of assets and like you know give them having the power to do that is you know that's that's not good insane yeah dude they today i read an article saying that the um the coalition is proposing a legislation that will allow police to search and enter your home without needing a warrant no warrant required just come on in search do whatever the hell you want no way to stop them nothing i mean that if that doesn't spell out dictatorship to you, I don't know what does. I mean, that's literally fascism right there. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I, that wouldn't fly very well over here. Um, and you know, it's, and they they pull off a lot of shady shit in their own government. They they kind of push it to the extreme. But I mean, it sounds like it could be a lot much worse over there, based on what I'm hearing about this. Every day, there's more and more insane stuff. That's why, honestly, like the fact that there have been so many people who came out today peacefully. The people that are hard workers, the taxpayers, the people that serve in the military, who send their kids to the military, who fought for this country, who truly care. I mean, you know, this is something they it's not just ideological, but this is literally it's, it's their life. It's everything. And they're not going to back down. This is what they live for. And if they have to die for it, they will. Several of them have already said that. And of course, that's what they're starting to get in trouble for saying, which is crazy. You know, it's like. Nobody's going to sit down quietly and let this place turn into a dictatorship. Not this place, not the United States, not anywhere. People are not going to give up their freedom quietly. That just does not happen. Yeah, no, wait, you guys have like a president and a prime minister. Like, what's the difference here? Oh, yeah, the president. Ah, okay. So the president is basically more like a figurehead. He goes and does events. People come visit him from other countries, but he's not. He has no say in actual legislation. He has no political power. He does have the right to pardon people. So the president uh, did a couple of things. So a while, several months ago, he passed this um, regulation that uh, people that are over the age of 75 and have contributed greatly to the country will get special consideration if they're convicted of crimes and need a pardon. So it just so happens that Bibi's around 73 years of age right now. And towards the end of his trial, he's going to be about 75 years old. Can't really overlook the coincidence of this happening right now. Surprised they didn't just make the age 73. <laughs> she has the random. No. Instead of making a nice <laughs> even round number. Like, what's, uh, well, at the age of 73, how long are you going to be? Okay, yeah, 73 will do. But no one else doesn't do that at this point because it's kind of obvious what they're doing, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's really crazy. So that was number one. Number two, the, the president, thank you for reminding me, uh, just yesterday came out with this um, outline of a plan that had five points in it. 
And it just so happens that those five points were 100% identical, only using different words, to the original plan that Bibi and his government are proposing. That's their legislation. So he's coming up with this beautiful compromising outline plan in which he calls for all the sides to come and sit together and, and have, have a discourse. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Your plan is identical to the plan that this awful government is trying to pass and turn this place into a dictatorship. You're literally trying to pass this shit and it's detrimental. It will destroy democracy. And how dare you pretend that this is an actual discourse when literally the starting point is the ending point of what these guys want, which is total control, totally annihilating the only gatekeeper, which is a judicial system, and, you know, unlimited power. It's like, what? No, uh-uh. We're not, we're not all brain dead over here, you know? Some of us have a working neuron or two. Well, I mean, what do you really expect from, like, someone who has no real power? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to bend over backwards for this guy. How long like, are the terms for, like, president and, like, prime minister? Like, are there um, term limits so, in general? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is one of the things that Israel, one of the many things, uh, along with the constitution, uh, that Israel lacks. Uh, so Israel has no constitution, which would really be handy right now. And for some odd reason, Israel never thought to um, have term limits. So, you know, each term of the government is four years, technically. But uh, you can become prime minister as many times as you want. Bibi's already been in power for 12 consecutive years and three additional years a little bit separately from that. I mean, it is it is unreasonable <laughs> under any uh, worldview. This is just r ridiculous completely. The presidency, I, I, you know, honestly, I can't even remember. It's such an insignificant position. It's either either five years or seven years. I can't remember what their terms are. But I, I think you, I think for that, there actually is a term limit. I think you can only be president once. I don't recall. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't. I'm not sure about this, but I don't recall a president of Israel serving more than one term. I mean, that's that would be hilarious. That the one position that has no real power is the one you guys bother putting term limits on. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cray cray. So basically, we're we're having this ridiculous situation where an indicted defendant who is under an ongoing trial for bribery, fraud, and breach of trust, who is also the prime minister, which is insane in the first place, is literally passing dictatorial rules to change this democracy into a dictatorship where he has unlimited power, where he can do whatever he wants, cancel his own trials, select his own judges, and remain in power for eternity. I don't think that's democracy right there. I, I, I kind of feel it's a little bit leaning into the di dictatorial realm. I mean, it's definitely not democracy, but it's definitely a very clever way of being able to present it as such to the rest of the world. The rest of the world are not idiots. And the majority, other than other dictators <laughs> on their own, the majority of the world is not happy. Like the U.S. is not happy. France is not happy. Like in no uncertain terms have they made their feelings clear about this. Uh, they do not support any of this. Clearly, anybody that understands it doesn't support it, for sure. I just feel like a lot of people don't well, understand it, and the way it looks just seems like, for, like, regular common folk, just seems like, okay, that makes sense. It seems normal and legit. And, like, you know, the way they interview even Netanyahu, like, here on, like, the news networks, makes them, they portray him in, like, a way that, like, you know, he seems like a, a good person. They don't say anything negative about him at all, in, anywhere I've seen at least. So it's like um, there's definitely some propaganda going on that tries to paint him in a good light for whatever reason. 
Oh, no doubt. He's got excellent PR. Uh, he's really good at pretending. He's really good at lying. He lies constantly. But hey, he's got a super good English accent. I mean, relative to an Israeli. So that for some reason gives him some selling points. And it's like, dude, how? Why? Like, literally, it's one little bit of Google. and You'll see how much he's lying about. This is these are not state secrets. He seems like Trump if Trump was actually good at lying. <laughs> It would have been a lot worse if Trump had a brain. We'll put it yeah. that way. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, geez. Anything um, else you want to depress me with? <laughs> oh, no. Look, it, I, I, this is, should not be depressing at all. I mean, half a million people came out. I mean, that's just that unheard a, that of, a, unprecedented. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that, that does give me a little bit of hope that things have a chance. Um, I'm definitely rooting for for the good to prevail here. It's just, um, you know, definitely a, a dicey situation that I'm going to be following closely it is definitely going to be a struggle it's going to be a fight this is not going to just stop overnight he's never going to stop because this is his only chance at avoiding prison and he is not a fan of prison apparently i guess you can't blame him for that but i mean does he really have to take the entire country down with him what the hell i mean if he's a greedy narcissist sociopath probably yeah you did just describe him to a t so yeah i guess you're right (laughs) (laughs) I do believe that the protests are infinitely larger than they anticipated. And if the people actually are able to maintain this and and even like step it up a notch and continue with the strikes and continue with the protests and continue taking their money out of the country, stop signing up for combative roles in the military, don't send your kids to the military, take a desk job instead of a fighter job, the country is going to fall apart, literally, just from that. Because on their side, their people don't serve in the military. They have their ultra-Orthodox people who just... (laughs) do god's work if you want to call it that uh they don't work they don't pay taxes they don't serve uh they're certainly not going to protect anybody except themselves in their own interests and if the you know the high-tech people and and the doctors and the lawyers and they all go on strike and they all are not supporting any of this the country is just not going to function right i mean mean, from like a numbers perspective like how many people would you estimate of the population like is like on that side? Well, it's bigger than we'd think. So first of all, in the actual election, 2.45 million people voted against his coalition parties. So voted for other parties that are not part of his coalition group. And 2.3 million voted for them. But because there were smaller parties, they didn't actually get the minimum number of votes to get in. So those are kind of lost votes. So it's kind of similar to the situation in the U.S. with the popular vote in the Electoral College so that you can actually get, you know, a lot more individual people voting for you and still lose. Uh, Overall, in the protests, the protests themselves are not just a left wing and center people. Like you're actually seeing right wing people, religious people, religious settlers coming out. There's a big group of religious what they call, they call themselves religious Zionist Democrats, who we didn't even know existed. I mean, they obviously voted for the religious parties because that's kind of what they what they do. But now they're even even Likud party uh, voters. Likud is um, Bibi's party. They're now understanding, hey, um, our our own rights are in danger and in jeopardy here. Our own rights could be taken away, and so suddenly they're not okay with becoming a dictatorship. So it's really not just the left and center. It's becoming also the right wing. And in fact, for the past several weeks already, every poll that they've done on the news, even on the channels that are pro-BB, it's come out that at least 60% of the population is against uh, any of this so-called judicial reform and do not want any part of this dictatorship. That gives me a little bit more hope then. That's good to hear. (laughs) 
yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a long struggle, no doubt. But uh, yeah, there's no reason to lose hope. Certainly not just yet. I hope it doesn't turn ugly, but I mean, in all likelihood, it will. I share that hope. So. All right. Well, to- this. Uh, yes, time will tell. Um, OK, this is, I think, a good place to wrap up episode one. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody.